episode 12.1 current weight 275 pounds I've lost a pound I know it I'm going to start out each episode with this introduction so if you've come into the middle of this you'll understand why I have stage 4 cancer that's terminal and I want to tell you my story of a wonderful and amazing life that I've had. I've also had a minor stroke so I kind of talk slow. Please bear with me. I always tell people I talk like John Wayne from Chicago. Okay, I also want to say thank you for your support, all you nurses at my hospital. You've been so wonderful to me. (laughs) To all of you that believe in me and keep pushing me, for another episode and keeping me alive by doing this. I know what you're doing. I never knew there could be so many sweet, sweet people gathered in one place. Thank you again from me to you folks at the hospital. You all know who you are, and I just want to say thank you again. It's important. And I know I'm not just the only one. You do this for everyone. Thank you. Okay, now it's time to talk about Russ. So right now I'm probably 18 or 19 years old. Somewhere in there. I just got out of the service. I went in at 17. It was the end of the Vietnam War. They took anybody. And believe me, if they took me, they took anybody. And when I got out, I started a gang of 150 guys called the Brookfield Boys which you'll hear about in another episode. I was mean. The Army taught me a lot of things. The one thing they taught me was organizational skills. I had already had ODC and dyslexia, get it? Which became very heightened as a result when I got out. I was fighting men at the bars and anywhere I could find a fight. I had honed my skills. I was ahead of my time. I realized now I danced when I fought. It was a rhythm that I created. It was a rhythm that was immediate. The fight was over before it started always. 
I would almost count the steps of what I was doing. It became a dance. I choreographed it. Or until I saw red. Then I knew the fight was over. I know, folks, this sounds bad. As an old man, it sounds terrible. But I was, as a young man, that's all I knew. This is why the Lord, I think, took pity on me, honestly. He gave me three beautiful, beautiful daughters inside and out, just little angels. Those three little girls softened me so much, if you only knew. You'll hear more about them later. Right now, back to Russ. So when Russ was beating me all those years and all those times, he was probably six foot two, six foot three, somewhere in there. 240 pounds, remember? Let me describe a little more of him to you. He was bald with hair on both sides, but kept it short. And then he had a little tuft of hair, a little island of hair in the front right above his forehead. He thought that was cool. He would grow it longer than the sides and then curl it up. Weird, huh? He always wore a white T-shirt and then a white shirt over that. Then gray pants. He looked like a cook, like he was going to work as a cook. Well, he was for so many years. You know, if you've listened to other episodes, he managed a chain of snack shops. Anyways. It was time for me to confront Russ. I knew he lived at this motel with his two precious dogs, Pee-wee and Buddy, which always had more attention than we did as kids. At the end of this at this motel, he had the last room in this motel, it wasn't, it was just flat, okay, so you know where he's at. He's at the end, so it's a quick getaway for me. I had been dreaming about this for years. I felt this was the time. This was my time. I was big enough. I was strong enough. And... I was mean enough. It was time to give him a taste of his own medicine. He was still driving a cab in Cicero, Illinois, but he was living at this motel in Lyons, Illinois, part of my territory. I ran Lyons. I hadn't seen him for probably five years A lot happens in five years. This was my plan. This was my dream. 
I was going to knock on that door. When he answered, I was going to punch him in the nose. I can already see it, and I'm going to keep punching him in the face. If I saw blood, it didn't matter. Not this time. I was going to keep punching. I don't know what's going to stop me, but I do know he's going to get the beating of his life. I was almost afraid because all that he had done to me was come going to come rushing back. I was afraid I might kill him. Remember, I was 180 pounds pure muscle, pure mean. The last time I saw him, he was 240, like I said, but he, he didn't have any kind of mean. Frankly, in those days, nobody had mean like me. I drove up to the last motel room. I parked the car, not scared at all. Wasn't scared of the cops, wasn't scared of anything. I had planned this. I was confident. And remember, I had dreamt every moment of this. I was prepared for this. He wasn't, just like I wasn't when I was a little boy with my peach shirt. That's how mad I was. I never forgot that beating. That's how much I hate I had for him. I walked up to the door and I went, knock, knock, knock. This is it, I thought to myself. You've strategized every second of this. You know exactly how the dance is going to go, Bob. All you have to do, all he has to do is open that door and then you'll dance. Remember, you have to hold back, Bob, or you'll kill him, I thought to myself. The doorknob was jiggling. The door opened and... I'm trying to do a podcast down here. Be quiet. 